Welcome back to the MAD Podcast, a series of conversations with leaders from across the machine learning, data, and AI landscape by First Smart Capital. Today, we're going deep on all things conversational AI and speech recognition with First Mark Managing Director Matt Turk and Dylan Fox, the founder and CEO of Assembly AI. This conversation was recorded live on April 18th, 2023, as part of the Data Driven NYC event series. All right, welcome, Dylan. So you are the, the CEO of Assembly AI, um, which is an API platform for state-of-the-art AI models uh, with a, uh, at least an initial focus on speech recognition. I guess we're going to be talking about speech a lot. Yeah. Uh, the company is uh, fully remote. You're actually here in New York? Yeah, personally, but... Personally. Companies all over. Yes. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, wonderful. This, uh, at least on Twitter, there's always a debate of, uh, you know, San Francisco versus New York when it comes to AI and all the things. So I'm just uh, using the opportunity to make the point that there's a lot of AI it's in New York. <clears throat> I used to live in San Francisco. Okay, but so, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you've raised uh, about 63 million in venture capital. Uh, most recently, a 30 million Series B that was announced uh, last year. So congrats on. On all of this, so um, you've had an exciting last 12 months, uh, including announcing this Series B that I just mentioned. Uh, also release key enterprise feature like AutoTune and just also launch your, your own model. Um, so I'd love to talk about all of this. Uh, and maybe starting with uh, you know the, the, the core of what you do, what is speech to text, I guess, and, sure. and uh, speech recognition? Yeah, yeah. So at the core of what we're doing right now is focusing on making these um, AI models that can transcribe and understand spoken audio data at scale. So we've processed almost 2 billion audio files through our system. To date, there's something like 100 million plus a month flowing through our, our system. And these are a mix of uh, virtual meeting recordings, uh, user-generated audio and video content, podcasts, uh, contact center, phone call recordings, like it spans the, the, the gamut. And who we work with are product teams that are trying to build features and products on top of the audio data that's either being generated or flowing through their system. And so we're training and creating these AI models that can do that really well and reliably uh, at scale with all the bells and whistles and features that product teams need to ship really quickly. Um, I think, yeah, I can stop there. I can go more than yeah, you yeah, want. So, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's great. Uh, so maybe to double click on some of the things um, in terms of use cases. So there's audio content, there's video content, there's virtual meeting content. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, conversation intelligence. So just... Uh, just give us more color on what exactly people do. Yeah, so <clears throat> there's a couple of examples I can give. So uh, we've got um, over a thousand customers, uh, tens of thousands uh, a month of developers that are building with the API. And this is everything from um, contact centers that are trying to provide uh, insight into the like massive amount of phone calls that are coming through their contact centers uh, that support agents and uh, customers are are having, so they can be analyzed at scale. This is um, uh, like video editing 
platforms, uh, adding like subtitles to videos, like basic use cases like that. Um, we have hiring intelligence platforms that are recording uh, interviews. Maybe you guys have experienced that. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and providing like automatic uh, notes, follow-ups, um, uh, like action items, all based on the transcription. Really what companies are doing, there are some use cases that uh, product teams are leveraging our models for that are just like you're, you're automatically converting audio into text and you're displaying that as subtitles or you're, you're displaying the transcript for readability or accessibility. But a, where a lot of value is created is you're taking the transcription and then you're using it as an input to do something else. Like I think of a contact center platform that's building automatic text message follow-ups that you can, when you go into your UI, as a customer, you can just click like send, send, and they're all automatically generated and customized based on the transcription of a voicemail or of a phone call recording that happened. So it's transforming, uh, it's applications that are being built on top of the text, on top of the, like you're turning the audio and video into a more pliable format that you can build with. Yeah, and uh, as I was uh, prepping for this, I noted um, a whole list of um, really interesting features, uh, summarization, sentiment analysis, entity detection, topic detection, content moderation. Yeah. Uh, maybe pick uh, one or two of those that you think are particularly helpful. Yeah, so I think <clears throat> more broadly what we're seeing is um, we've been, the company's been around for a while, but there's just this insane amount of demand right now, and product teams are really trying to figure out how to leverage all this AI tech to build new features, to tell a, a story to their customers and to the market that they're um, uh, like forward thinking and they're leveraging AI in their products. And uh, there's a lot of exploration that's happening. And I think similar to the comment that was just made, like um, product market fit is a question. You know, like are summaries of a virtual meeting helpful? Is a transcript of a virtual meeting helpful? Is an automatic text message of a phone call recording like follow-up helpful? There's a lot of exploration that has to happen, and there's a lot of iteration that has to happen. And so our value proposition, this comes back to your question about the models that we offer, I think it's more about what we're trying to do is help product teams iterate very quickly to figure out what's going to have product market fit and what's going to have a commercial success for them, create a lot of value for their end users, for their customers, and help them win. And so what we think about is we're trying to help product teams execute 10 times faster and ship 10 times faster, ship 10 times faster so they can figure out um, where they need to focus. And so to your question, where our customers have found product market fit, we then lean in and support those use cases with really tailored, like expert models. And so, for example, we have summarization models that are really good for two-party conversations in contact centers. So if you have a two-sided phone call, support agent and a customer, we have summarization models that can do those really well. We have a lot of video editing and video hosting platforms and um, podcast hosting platforms that use our models. And um, 
we can create summaries that are really good for like automatic chaptering of spoken content. So like really catchy titles, really good descriptions of what happened within this like time coded segment. And so where there's product market fit, we focus on creating like tailored models for those use cases. And then we also have these uh, like an LM that is more tailored for um, uh, conversational data that is like not an expert, but our customers can use and product teams can use to explore and see like what even works well. And so we try to focus across the board. Like the reason why we spend so much time on our automatic speech recognition models is because there's a lot of product market fit there. <laughs> um, and so it makes a lot of sense to like be incredible at that and really help our customers excel there and continue to deliver value there. Some of these other things that are more exploratory, like we're not going to put a ton of effort into those until we see that our customers, uh, the developers that use our API, are actually able to find value and create value with those. So back to your original question, today we have a number of different models around um, PII detection and redaction, entity detection, sentiment analysis, automatic chaptering of content, summarization of content. We can detect sensitive content that's spoken, so like hate speech, um, uh, content that's sensitive that trust and safety teams are using to automate uh, content moderation at scale when there's spoken audio in, in a platform. So um, it really runs the gamut, but it's really all around transcribing and understanding audio with AI models and making that available to product teams and developers through our API that's really easy to work with. And how, how do you think uh, of the balance between building your own models and uh, leveraging open source? Is the, the fundamental value proposition is that, hey, you want to solve this problem, uh, and we assembly will bring the best state-of-the-art model to the task. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Or is the value proposition is like, we, we will build the best model? So this is where, like, uh, there's so many, you asked a question in the last chat, like, there's so many market maps of like AI right now, and I think it's really the picture is like fuzzy, you know. And I think people are trying to make sense of it, so they're making all these maps. But like the picture is is still fuzzy. And uh, yeah, I was prepping for this. I think you had some tweet where you were like, "This is what an AI company is," and and there's like shades of gray in between. Um, not to put you on the spot. I, I will require going forward, like every speaker needs to read my tweets yeah, before coming here. A, a, exactly. Um, so. Uh, um, what, what we like to go out and tell customers that we talk to and our, our stance is like, we're not a research lab. You know, we're not trying to just uh, work on AI research and like um, develop secret molecules. We're really focused on helping create commercial like success stories, like leveraging AI models. So that's why when I talk about our customer, our customers are product teams. And yeah, there's a ton of developers that use our API to play around, to tinker, and ultimately build startups, build projects that turn into actual businesses. And then like the people that we end up working with there are the product managers and the, the product teams because we're helping them ship products and ship features. And so to your question, uh, sometimes we will train models from scratch 
when we need to make something better than what's available. Other times, we'll take something open source and we'll fine tune it with a data set that we accumulate or we'll make modifications to it to make it faster, more performant, more scalable. It really depends. And so, but we're, we try to be very transparent about that. So we shipped this Conformer 1 model a couple of weeks ago. It's this large scale. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to uh, spend a good amount of time on Conformer uh, one. Conformer 1. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, which is your own LLM? So a, a lot of the own, uh, automatic speech recognition model. Yes. Yeah. But the, the, a lot of the models that you talked about so far, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, were uh, pre uh, LLM wave. You know, all the way back to like early 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and, it, and but now you're in addition to this, you're adding your own LLM. Correct. Um, uh, correct. So we think about our product. We have a kind of these three categories. So we have our, uh, if you go to our like product page or pricing page, there's the core transcription. So those are our automatic speech recognition models, audio in, text out, uh, asynchronously or real-time streaming over WebSockets. And then we've got what we call these audio intelligence models. And so this is what I was referring to earlier, these task-specific, really streamlined models. So PII detection and redaction, um, sentiment analysis, uh, tailored summarization models for specific type of summaries. These are lightweight, so they're cheap to use, they're cheap to host and run. They're not these like giant models because they're just focused on specific tasks um, where our customers are finding product market fit, leveraging them within their applications and their products that they're building. And then where there's more exploration happening, we leverage um, like large language models that can uh, be applied at many different tasks with varying degrees of quality, but they're flexible. But back to the Conformer 1 model, um, with that model, for example, we really wanted to push forward uh, accuracy with speech recognition models, uh, particularly to make them more robust, have lower variance, just, just be overall better. Um, and so we took this neural network architecture called the Conformers, published by Google Brain, I think in like 2021. Yeah, which was a speech-to-text version of Transformers, right? Is that, is that correct? Yeah, it's a like Transformer-based neural net for automatic speech recognition. And they but it was uh, Transformer in 2017 and Conformer in 2018, you just said? Uh, like um, 19. early 2021, I think. Late, oh, late, yeah, yeah, late 2020. I'm not exactly, it, it's around there. Um, and we made some modifications to that neural net. Like, that was just a paper. Like, the, the weights, there's no, like, model release. There's just a paper. But we did a literature review and chose that neural net for s some specific reasons. Uh, we made some modifications to it, and then we just tried to scale it up. Um, so we trained it on, like, 60 terabytes of audio data, like, labeled audio data. So it was, I think, something like 650,000 hours of audio data. Um, and our models prior and most commercial speech recognition models trained on like 50,000 hours. So this is like order of magnitude larger. Uh, and then we're actually training Conformer 2, or what I might call it 1.5. But uh, whatever this accessor will be is training right now. And that's something around 4 million hours of, of uh, labeled audio data. So we're just like uh, scaling it up pretty aggressively to increase the robustness and accuracy of the models um, 
because that's our core, like primary uh, value proposition right now is our automatic speech recognition models. And it's not just the model. So we provide a lot of features around it. So if you go to our API, um, you can hit an API endpoint to get like all the sentences split out. You can get the text broken out into paragraphs. You can uh, quickly redact the text. You can fan out um, audio files to process like a ton in parallel. You can real-time stream. You can get speakers annotated and labeled. You can get really precise word timings and confidence scores. There's like dozens of features that we provide around the model to make it really easy to build with and work with. And so um, that's really our flagship model that we offer today. And then um, the other models that we offer around like summarization, th those are really for customers that are trying to work with a single partner to help them just ship really quickly so they can explore and figure out how they're going to leverage this AI tech to build new features, um, expand their customer base, grow their revenue, like have a success story um, that has product market fit. Yep. And out of curiosity for Conformer 1, how did you get the training data? Is that internet data or is that customer data, presumably with all the privacy yeah. and safety? It's a mix. Yep. So it's a mix of data that uh, is from the internet. It's a mix of data that's been shared with us from our customers. So some customers don't care and prefer um, that we uh, train on their data. So for the ones that do, um, like I said, we've processed, uh, yeah, it's like over 100 million audio files a month that are flowing through the API, and that's growing pretty quickly. Um, and then there's a lot of open source data sets. We kind of just like group it all together um, and uh, use a combination of, of, yeah, of that. It's, it's really interesting. I'm a um, <clears throat> big fan of the concept of uh, data network effect and you know, always interested in examples of companies that work collaboratively with customers to pull data yeah. to help the AI get better. And, and it's, yeah, it's like um, what we see with Conformer 1, for example, Conformer two that will launch and there might be like a series of launches before we switch to a different neural network architecture. Um, you can throw more data at the model and you get better robustness and it's like generally more accurate, but proper nouns, for example, those are really imp important for um, uh, applications that are built on top of automatic speech recognition models. And the like the, the percentage of proper nouns in uh, data sets is actually like low distribution. And so you might see a big reduction in just overall like error rates, but you might not have really moved the needle much in email addresses or phone numbers or proper nouns. So we also look to focus on um, making, because we're focused on, because we're not a research lab, because we're really focused on shipping models that product teams can just like quickly go with and build with and like not have to deal with a lot of the headache. And there are definitely some companies that want to like build everything themselves and figure it out and that's fine. But our, our, our opinion is that the tech is turning over so fast. So if you're a company and you're like in the contact center space and you want to try to ship summarization 
in your contact center so that when like your customer support managers are logging in and reviewing calls, they don't need to like listen to every single call. They can just like, boom, quickly go through like some two, three sentence summaries or like automatically have some calls flagged that are potentially problematic. If you take six to 12 months to ship that and then there's no product market fit, you know, that's a huge waste of time and resources. And so our opinion is partner with a company like us you can get that out in three months, like two months, three months. Depends how slow they are. <laughs> like you, you, you can get that out quickly and see if there's product market fit with that and if that's something you should even consider building in-house and bringing in-house. But like right now, companies have to iterate quickly if they're going to stay competitive. And if they try to do everything themselves and build everything themselves, they're not going to be able to go quickly enough. There's also... A, just like a big delta in being able to do like train a uh, a model on a single GPU and like actually fan out the experiments you need to run across like clusters of GPUs and try all these different types of hyperparameters and groupings of data like that's like a, a whole different level and so that's really what you have to kind of commit to if you're going to start to take this stuff in house because none of the tech is done yet right like state-of-the-art automatic speech recognition still has like a 15% error rate on a lot of data sets. And so if you try to build all this in-house, what are you going to do as the tech like, uh, imp- like continues to improve around you and you don't have the capability to keep up? So that's what we try to offer as a value proposition. Like we'll be the expert. We'll deliver all that to you so that you can just keep shipping. Um, and so that's why we focus on not just... How do we make like these, uh, we don't just focus on like vanity metrics, but we focus on things like, okay, we want our models to be really good at email address. Like they're, they're not right now not, right? So in the future versions, they'll be better at um, email addresses and like domain names and, and like these, these uh, uh, like the long tail of things that are spoken. Yeah, I really, I really like the positioning that um, you've, you've explained very well, which is to deliver to product people as opposed to developers. You know, for, for, for uh, founders and, and investors like me, there's uh, really that question of how you build uh, companies in the space that have uh, a sustainable competitive advantage. And, and so presumably there's some competitive pressure from the cloud vendors who all have some kind of a speech-to-text uh, product, but selling to developers. Um, would it be fair to say, like, you, you're, you're sort of the last mile that uh, focus on the application layer and the no-code aspect of this while... So we do, I mean, it is an API, right? So, like, the developer has to do the integration. But I think, like, you know, like Datadog, right? They're selling to, like, a VP of engineering, right? Like, you need to implement application performance monitoring, you know, Lightning, you're probably selling to like, you know, a, a VPN. The people that sign our contracts are VP products. <laughs> they're, they're, it's a different, it's a different, um, it, it, yeah, it's, it, it's just a, a different customer profile, but the developers are involved, right? And especially in the long tail and startups, like it is the developer is the product person. They're the founder. Like, you know, back when I started Assembly, I was the, developer like and the CEO and you're, you're just doing everything and so um, we focus on really good we try to focus on really good developer experience it's easy to just like get up and running 
I actually don't. Yeah, like there's there's a ton of room for improvement that we can uh, we we still have to make, but you know we're seeing like tens of thousands of developers register to the API like you know um, every month. So, uh, but to your point, because we're really focused on uh, we're really customer focused, we're building the features into the model, around the model, into the API that just make it easier to ship with and build with. And I think that customers feel that, developers feel that, and um, that's ultimately why they choose us. Um, in a way that like, I just don't think, you know, I'm surprised the big cloud companies, and apologies if anyone here works there, but I'm, I'm surprised they can't ship you know, better developer products, but it's, I think they're maybe just too big at this point, yeah. Great. So um, maybe as a last question from me until I open up to uh, folks, um, I'd love to take a big step back and just, like talk about what you find exciting in the space, you know, whether that's products or projects or companies or what, what did you see the AI uh, Drake song that was just yeah released? Drake and yeah. the weekend yeah 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 that, that was exciting um, I like so my wife uh, was using chat GPT over the last like week to build a Chrome extension like she's not a developer uh, built a Chrome extension it's like published on the Chrome store um, uh, is now building like a whole like Python app with Flask, like it's crazy. So I think that um, it's just a really exciting space to be in and it's a really exciting, uh, it's a really exciting time. Like regardless of where it goes, you know, to your question of like, you know, how soon are we gonna have AGI, right? Like I think there's a lot to still figure out. Regardless, I think there's just a lot of really cool things happening. I mean, the fact that you can create images like that, the fact that you like, um, you should, if you go to our website and you click, there's like a link on the top, it says playground. You can just throw in like a YouTube link. You can drop that in and then like pretty quickly get like a very accurate transcription and summarization of that. Um, th there's just a lot of really exciting developments happening. And I think for me, that's just, it's a cool space to be in and to just be uh, uh, like uh, in that, yeah. And by the way, the website is particularly good. Um, There's lots of great content there. Like you guys seem to be doing content very, very well. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. This is yeah, I appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks for listening to the Mad Podcast. If you liked this episode, be sure to leave us a review. For more information on the data-driven NYC event series, visit firstmark.com/events/data-driven.